On today's show, we're going to wrap up our series on air. Before we roll in today's show, if you're not signed up for any events, whether that's in person or virtual, take a look at the event calendar at events.mycontractuniversity.com and get signed up. All right, let's get going with today's show. We're going to wrap up our multi-part series with air with Mr. Drew Cameron. If you haven't seen the whole series, be sure to go back to the archives and watch them all. Drew goes into detail regarding IAQ and how we can take our knowledge of air to help solve problems in the home. Take it away, Drew. Hi, and welcome back to Cracking the Code. I am Drew Cameron, your host for this episode, and today we're going to be talking about the continuing series of AIR. And we are talking about AIR. We've had three other episodes. We had AIR 1, where we talked about the common health problems. Then we had AIR 2, parts 1 and 2, where we talked about AIR being the sustenance of life that we can't even live without for five minutes. And now we're going into AIR 3, and today we're going to talk to you about um, air treatment protocols. These are just you know, ideas, uh, potential ideas that you could have around how to treat uh, you know, the air quality that you inherit when you go into a home and you know, make it more healthy, safe, nutritious, and, and even in, in many cases, um, so pristine that the customers just you know, have a better uh, energy level about themselves, a better clarity. Because the interesting thing about brain fog you know how you get rid of brain fog? You know, how you, you, know, you, you know how you know that you have brain fog? Is you go ahead and get rid of it. I might be even experiencing a little bit of it here right in the studio today. Um, that being said, now, how you know that you have brain fog is you get rid of it. But what causes brain fog? Usually it's something that we've consumed either through the food or the, the things that we're drinking, our environment, the air that we're breathing, things that we're putting into our body uh, in many cases. But more often than not, what you come to find out, it's probably air quality uh, and to a large extent. And the way I, and the reason I say that is, is because the American Lung Association says that um, poor indoor air quality is responsible for either causing or aggravating 50% of all illness. I want to highlight that again. According to the American Lung Association, poor indoor air quality is the result of causing 50% of all illness or aggravating it. It either causes it or aggravates it. it. makes it worse, right? So what do we have to lose by cleaning up the air for ourselves and for our customers? Nothing. We have everything to gain. So that's being said, let's dive into the protocol today. Now, the last time we did a little bit of an exercise, I want you to kind of do this exercise again. You know, close your eyes and think about every breath, every breath that you take every day and every breath that you've taken since the day that you were born. And then I want you thinking about every breath that your loved ones have taken. Obviously, we bring these kids into the world. We want to keep them healthy and safe. But and we think we're doing a great job, but we probably don't even realize it. And you don't realize it until you dive into this content. And think about the people that came before us and the people that'll come, you know, come after us as well. And all the breaths that we all take. In fact, we take 23,000 breaths a day and have 115,000 heartbeats. And what are we doing with them? And so breathe deep and think about each breath and consider the following, right? That your house breathes <laughs> and it breathes uncontrollably. And so there are some healthy checkpoints, if you will, indoor air quality checkpoints that we need to consider as contractors and we need to bring you know, front and center to our customer's attention. 
And so this graphic, I think, does a good job of telling you that there are points of entry of air, infiltration and exfiltration, where air is flowing in and out of the house in a very uncontrollable fashion. Now, if we could tighten up the house and bring all the air in through a source and then filter it and purify it and condition it and then push it through the house, and we did all that, that'd be great. But see, we ain't heard a lot of houses that breathe uncontrollably. And we can do what we can to improve them, but you're never going to make them hermetically sealed. Uh, so this graphic will help you kind of take a look as to where are some of the problems both internal to the building um, that are causing indoor air quality problems. Some of it's the construction itself, right? The carpets, the walls, uh, the, the furniture, uh, the lights, the computers, you know, they're all off-gassing. Uh, and, and then there's obviously the particulate that gets put into the air. There are the, uh, the, the particulate that we see, and then there's the fine and the ultrafine stuff that gets airborne and it gets into our lungs. Because if it's in the air, it's in your lungs. If it's in your lungs, it's in your bloodstream. If it's in your bloodstream, if it's, it's in your lymph system. And it's impacting you. It's impacting your focus and your health and your energy uh, every day. So keep this in mind in this graphing, and it tells you where you should look when you go on a home survey uh, for a maintenance call, a service call, an indoor air quality call, or a HVAC call. We should always be kind of walking the entire residence there. But I've developed what I like to call my indoor air quality protocol and process because I understand that the indoor air quality results in the indoor environmental quality. And that, uh, uh, and that basically determines the pollutants that are in the space that determine the issues that the consumers experience, right? And so my protocol is IAQ, right? Number one, investigate. Number two, analyze. And number three, quote, options and solutions and payment plans for customers, right? And so number one is obviously uh, investigate where technicians and comfort advisors gather evidence and data, right? And uh, they analyze that data and then they share those findings with the customers. Understanding that prescription with, without diagnosis is malpractice with doctors and it is for what it is that we do as well. And then we'll quote some indoor air quality solutions and options for customers to consider as well as how they can pay for it, right? Because what we make valuable, we must make affordable through payment options, no matter what it is that we do, right? And so we can also think about the fact that people are not probably going to eat this all at one meal, right? They may go ahead and say, you know what, let's do some duct cleaning today and duct sealing and maybe a filter. And then they hold off on the UV light and they hold off on the air purifier and they hold off on the, uh, the eradication devices that you can put in and they hold off on air monitoring devices that you can do and insulation and air sealing of the building and so forth. But what I want you to consider is just because they take a small bite today doesn't mean they're done eating the meal. And you can sit, you basically can build this whole meal for them to consider this plan, if you will, for the next few years, and they can build this perfect home environment over time. It doesn't have to be all done at once. Obviously, the more they do, the more they save at any given point in time, because things are never going to be cheaper than they are today, number one. But also, the more we do at the same time, the more they save. My job is to help them see that, right? Just give them options, let them choose. And so that protocol kind of takes that into consideration. And there's seven principles that I want you to keep in mind that are part of this indoor air quality protocol and process. Thing number one is thermal comfort, right? And that takes into consideration the building and the building envelope, insulation and air sealing of the building, the windows, the doors. And uh, is that building envelope uh, tight and sound? Because if it's not, obviously things leak in and they leak out from an airflow standpoint. Right? But that also determines whether or not I'm going to be comfortable or not from a, uh, you know, from a temperature standpoint. Right, Because if you think about it, HVAC equipment can only be as effective and as efficient as the building envelope and duct system allow it to be. 
from the manufacturer, it's a great product in the box and has a lot of potential according to them. But ultimately design and installation and then verification determines whether or not that truly functions at the level that it should. And then we take a look at moisture control, right? The humidification of air, uh, obviously it gets dry during the winter. We don't dry out air by heating it. Those moisture molecules expand and now the, the air has the ability to hold more moisture. And so we have to rehumidify or re-moisturize the air during the winter so that we get, you know, we don't get the dry nose and the dry throat and the, and the nosebleeds and obviously the damage to the construction uh, of the home. Uh, wood, wood, uh, wood floors and uh, wood molding and woodwind instruments, they all get warped when the air dries out, um, you know, because again, it can hold more moisture. And so it's just looking to grab that moisture from wherever it can and it pulls it from wherever it can. And that's obviously including us as humans. But then uh, dehumidification during the summer, uh, we have to pull the dehumidity uh, humidity levels down and we wanna be in that 40 to 60% to be optimized both for health and comfort. And so we got to make sure the moisture control is taken care of. And then we look at particulate control, right? And people say, well, shouldn't you do filters first? No, I want to basically keep the moisture right because those particles that are out there floating around in the air, if I can get those bedded down onto counters as well as on floors, then we can wipe them up, clean them up, vacuum them up in the living space. And then everything else will probably try and pull through the system, capture or kill or eliminate it. Uh, you know, through the system. So it goes moisture control first, because again, that also impacts comfort as well and, uh, and health at a large uh, uh, level too. So particulate control comes in after that. And that's where we talk about filtration, air quality, uh, air cleaning devices as well. And then after that is building pressures. You have to understand that uh, houses breathe and they breathe uncontrollably as we've been talking about in this series. They leak at the top, and they suck at the bottom, meaning they blow at the top because they become positive pressure due to the stack effect. And I invite you to go out to YouTube and watch videos about stack effects so you can understand this. And then therefore, since that air is being displaced at the top, they breathe at the bottom through the, the crawl space in the basements and even up through the, you know, the slab as air is percolating there. And so what you come to find out is about 50% of the air that we breathe comes from beneath us, 30% of it comes from above us, and only about 20% of it comes from the leakage around the windows and doors, yet everybody seems to think that that's where we get most of the leakage, and it's not, right? And so watch videos on stack effect and you'll understand exactly what I'm talking about. But once we control the building pressures, then we can bring the fresh air in, right? And so you can do a fresh air intake or you can do an ERV or an HRV, and that uh, is what we call ventilation. It's not exhaust, okay? We do exhaust through an ERV or HRV, right? But that's bringing in the fresh air, exhausting the stare, and bringing in that fresh air dilutes any of the particulates as well as the VOCs, bioaerosols, uh, virus, bacteria, mold, spores, uh, biological growth, and anything else that's in the air, or chemicals and so forth. Um, and diluting that just makes it a little less you know, damaging to us, right? And so we're exhausting things and bringing in fresh air, we're getting rid of the odors. And if you think about it, having an ERV or an HRV is the perfect window. In fact, Honeywell called it one of their products the perfect window at some point in time. Because again, we're controlling the air, we're bringing it into the system, we're getting rid of any of the uh, humidity that might come along with it, we're then filtering it, we're purifying it, conditioning it, and then pushing it into the home, even though it came from outdoors, right? The other thing you have to take into consideration is what, are your, what is your pollutant source? If I just do these devices, and a lot of people buy devices at Lowe's, Home Depot, Costco, uh, Hemmerker, Schlemmer, Brookstone, and the Sharper Image, right? And they do them at the point of use within the rooms. If I, do, if I allow customers to do that, 
First off, think about those devices. They're not very strong, they're not very effective. The fan, if there is a fan motor in the devices, is, can, you know, can barely move any air. It certainly can't do 2,000 feet like they talk about. So central control is better, number one. Number two, it's less expensive uh, because those devices probably last only three to five years. Uh, and they just don't work. And people just don't maintain them. This way, we install these things centrally. We maintain them when we do our maintenance calls, because we're gonna put the customer under life support agreement, right, which is your maintenance agreement. So we take care of these things when we come out once or twice a year. So pollutant source control is number one, extraction, meaning source removal and sanitization. So I'm gonna go ahead and get into the duct system, I'm gonna clean it out, I'm gonna do a contaminant extraction system removal of any of the dirt and debris and, and in, uh, insect carcasses and rodent carcasses and their fecal matter and all the other stuff that's nasty in the duct system. Even the old construction debris from when the house was built. We're gonna remove, remove all that, we're gonna sanitize the duct system. And then we're gonna do elimination of the point of entry. If we can do air sealing of the building wherever we can, caulk and uh, spray foam things, or get the customer to do all that, now the air is not leaking into the house. And so we don't have to worry about that stuff. We're just dealing with the stuff now that's in the, in the living space. And then we get into purification. This is where we neutralize um, pollutants, right? This is where we talk about the VOCs, the volatile organic compounds, the chemical compounds from chem you know, cleaning chemicals and things that are stored in the living space, also that leak in from the outside in the, in the industrial areas that some people live, and the bioaerosols and the odors from cooking and, and uh, uh, perfumes and whatnot. And think about that as well. If people are using like uh, candles and uh, Febreze and plug-ins and all those types of things to mask odors and add a nice fresh scent, they're actually putting more toxins into the air, but they're really masking the true nature of the problem. The next level is what we call sterilization oxidation, right? This is a form of purification, but this is where we vanquish the viruses and the bacteria and the biological contaminants that are dancing around you know, in the air, in the space, right? Because these are what we call ultrafine particles. They're so light, they just kind of stay and float in the, in, the, in the space. They don't get caught in the airstream, and therefore they don't come back through the system. The only way that happens is if we have some devices that can bring in um, uh, what we call uh, ionization and clump these things together and glob them up so that if they get weighted and now the airstream can pick them up. And that was the issue with coronavirus. It was so light, it just danced in the air. And so if you had it, then somebody else in your house got it because those spores were just dancing around in the space. And so we go ahead and at the source, you know, with the system on or off, we can have these devices operating uh, when the system's on or off because again, we can circulate the air, we can also stop things and inhibit the growth on the coil uh, as well. So a variable speed fan, if you have a variable speed fan on your system, should be put onto the on position, keep the air moving, especially in the cold flu and virus season, so that we're mixing up that air, we're pulling it through the system, all the devices are working together in concert to bring a harmony of healthy indoor air. And I also think, Part of what it is that we do and should focus on is noise. That's also a function of the indoor environmental quality as well. So keep that all in mind and then build your approaches, build your packages. And so um, I want you to think about number one, 
source entry elimination with air sealing of the building. Number two, duct sealing and sanitization or duct replacement. If we get rid of the duct and we put in a properly clean and right sized duct system and it's sealed and insulated well, then you know, that's a good thing. You could also do away with the ductwork altogether by going with ductless mini splits if you really think about it. But you could also have to take into consideration carbon monoxide and carbon dioxide. Yes, there are devices that you can do to go ahead and measure and test for that in the home on a service and sales call, but there are also monitors that you can install into a customer's house that will monitor the air for them and allow you as a contractor to subscribe to it. And then that way you're keeping an eye on the customer's air for them as well. And then ventilation and exhaust, that's an ERV or an HRV. You can also type, uh, tie in a duct or bring in a fresh air fan, uh, intake fan as well. And that just equals fresh air for the, you know, for the occupants. Outside air, as we've talked about in previous episodes, is less polluted more often than not than indoor air. And then you're gonna seal the leaky ducts if you're gonna keep the ductwork. And uh, make sure though, if you do that, that you check static pressure and flow, uh, to, you know, because otherwise the, the duct system may not actually work now for the heating and air conditioning, air conditioning side of things. And then we'll capture particulate through filtration with either with a filter or an air cleaner, and that's gonna equal clean air. And, uh, and then we go into moisture control, and that puts the moisture being balanced, right, uh, through humidification and dehumidification. And humidifiers were, um, a humidifier where needed equals moisturized air in the winter. And AC, air conditioning is a dehumidifier, but a centrally installed dehumidifier also equals air balanced with humidity in the summer. We don't want too much, we don't want too little. We wanna be in that 40 to 60% relative humidity year round when we can. You get too high during the winter, you might find that you uh, get condensation on the windows. You might start to see biological growth between the drywall and the outside wall. That's not good because you can't see it, but then it also could start to rot the house. Too much and too little humidity can begin to uh, destroy a house. So keep that in mind. Ultraviolet light and ionization equals purified air. And then whole home disinfection services, disinfection services equals 99.9% bacteria and virus-free air. And this is where you can go ahead and walk around a house during your, your processes, you know, your sales uh, service calls, maintenance calls, as well as during your installations, and you can do a whole home disinfecting spray. Um, the occupants can't be there and you don't want them breathing that stuff, but you go ahead and you disinfect everything. And you, that should be part of your maintenance on an annual basis anyway, and part of your, your service calls for new customers in my mind. Um, but it's a nice value add that you can do. And then radon mitigation as well as asbestos abatement. And again, you know, I understand you're not the experts in this stuff, nor should you have to be, but uh, I think you can take some classes where you can learn a little bit about that as well as even lead paint probably is something we should can, uh, consider. And then insulation windows equal, equal a quieter home as well. And then there's also the DIY treatments, right? What are some of the things that a customer could do on their own? Some of the things from above, uh, or some other ideas that you could share with a customer to make their home healthy, safe, comfortable, and uh, you know a better indoor an indoor environmental quality overall. And so uh, I always like to share when we talk about filters, uh, just a, my framework on a guideline there. To me, a Merv 8 filter, I would never sell anything less than a Merv 8 filter. Why? Because it doesn't protect the equipment. Now, the more, the higher the Merv, the more restrictive the air can get. So you gotta make sure that you're moving air at the right, you know, right speed and the right volumes uh, you know, to get the filtration levels that you need, but that's airflow and that's a conversation for another day. But a MERV 8 protects the equipment. It catches the ping pong balls and the dust bunnies and keeps the equipment from getting gunked up. 
but it's not gonna keep the equipment clean. The coils and the secondary heat exchangers and the blower wheels, they get gunked up with the, uh, the, you know, the, the fine particles and the ping pong balls and the dust bunnies too. They get through your primary filter at MERV 8. So MERV 10 does a job of protecting the equipment and keeping it clean. And then I'll go to MERV 11 to 13, and that's not only gonna protect the equipment and keep it clean, but it's also gonna keep the house visibly clean. And then I'll go MERV 14 to 16, and that's where I get ultimate protection for not only protecting the equipment, keeping it clean, and keeping the house clean, we protect the humans as well at the highest level. Now, all those filters do protect the humans, but not at the highest of level. There's that, that gradient, if you will, and that's kind of why I like to use that framework there. Indoor air quality equals safe, healthy, comfortable homes you know, and gives people the peace of mind that they're doing the best that they can for themselves and their loved ones. And my job, again, is to offer customers options. To me, I always, if I'm going to sell an HVAC system, customer's going to buy an HVAC system, it's going to always include a MERV 10 system, right? Because I'm putting a money-back guarantee on all the work that I do. And then I offer them the option to upgrade to the MERV 11 or uh, 11 to 13 or the 14 and 16. And that all being said, I kind of built this framework, and this is out of my price book that I build for my clients. I like to give my customers options. They certainly can buy any of the devices and services that I offer a la carte. But much like our service department, the more work I do for you while I'm on site, the more that I can save you. Yes, as a service agreement customer, you save 20% on any repairs, but you usually have a primary price and a secondary price for secondary repairs. Well, this is no different. And so in essence, what we did here, and I'll walk you through this framework, and you can kind of see you can create, you have complete, complete freedom to create these packages. It's like buying a car, right? When you buy a car, you used to buy things a la carte, but now I can buy the, the navigation package, I can buy the sports package, I can buy the, you know, the, the high fidelity package. And, and again, when I get those, I get a series of things included with the car. Um, but you can do this with indoor air quality. The way I like to promote things when I go into the home and share things with the customers, number one, focus on solving airflow issues. Right? Because again, the existing machinery probably isn't working to the level that it should. So airflow is number one. I talk about duct mods, duct repairs, renovations, and replacements. Get the airflow right, and then clean the air and purify the air, and then condition the air with the heating and cooling. Right? We had it backwards for years and years and years. It's always equipment first, and then air quality stuff is, a, is an option. I want you to think about it. How about airflow first, air quality second, air condition third? That being said, again, you can do the a la carte methodology, but where you can bundle solutions, right? Just like in progressive insurance, right? We can bundle things and we can save you money. So let's just go ahead and take a look at one of the packages for time purposes, because you can follow the framework once I lay it out for you. Let's look at flawless air. It looks from the most value, the most service, the highest level of uh, protection and the highest quality of air and health that you can buy, right? So number one, we talked about obviously following our framework on the previous screens. Duct cleaning and sanitizing, moisture uh, extraction is, is what we're going to do there. Then we're going to put in a, uh, a media cabinet and we're going to put in our uh, air scrubber, what is called a trifecta air scrubber. We're going to put in our power moisturizer. Uh, again, that could be your steam humidifier, if you will. Then an energy recovery ventilator to bring in fresh air. We're going to put in an ionizer so that we can deal with those fine and ultrafine particles by putting positive and negative ions out there. There's a, a device called the, uh, the air scrubber itself. And then there's AeroSeal, which is where we're going to seal the duct system. And that's from our friends over there at Comfort Institute and AeroSeal. And then we're going to have a power demoisturizer, right? Demoisturizing the air during the summer. Yes, air conditioning will do it to some extent, but we're going to put in a whole home dehumidifier here. 
And so the monthly investment is $142.50. Now, I want to take you to the very bottom of that column because I want you to see at retail, if you bought all those products and services at retail a la carte over time based on today's pricing, you'd spend $16,500. However, if you buy them together as an in, at install, because we give you a better price at install than we do at retail when you buy them on their own, piece by piece, but because I'm here and I'm gonna put together a solution with an HVAC system, you get these same products, you save about $4,000, right? They're $12,667, because we have a price with install and a price without install. Again, because I'm on site and the system's open. And then, because we're bundling these products and services together, you get an additional 10% on top of that. And that converts down to $11,400. And then at 6.99 for 10 years, I believe is the, is the financing package that we put together here, that works out to a 1.16 multiplier on that $11,400. And that results in a monthly investment of 142.51. And then we add that to the HVAC system. And typically your best HVAC system, again at 6.99 for 10 or 12 years, is probably going to be about $200 a month. So for less than $350 a month, I can put a tourniquet on repair costs on the HVAC system. I can slash the energy bill by anywhere probably about 30 to 60% on the heating and cooling side of things. I can make them more comfortable and get them the true potential out of their HVAC machine, and then I can get them healthy and safe as they can possibly be and make this air flawless in their home. And I can basically put the 10 or 12 years parts and labor on that, and they can pay for it over time. In essence, they financed the first system when they bought the house under the mortgage. Most people finance the second one. And it's roughly at 350, right? $350 a month right there. It's roughly about probably what they pay on a utility bill on a monthly basis or you know, cable uh, and internet and utilities to some extent altogether. It's probably like if they, it's like two parents and two kids, it's probably their cell phone bill. They're already spending this kind of money. Our job is just to kind of uh, make what we do valuable and then make it affordable and make it make sense. So that's just kind of my framework to building the packages. You can do anything. Uh, the one thing you do get down here is the clean air system is the right angle cabinet uh, filtration device included with the system. So you're already getting that. Everything else is the upgrade, right? Because again, then we go to the duct cleaning and we add the little things as we go. This is just my idea on things. Again, a customer can always do things on their own in an all cart fashion. So. That being said, we will continue to build on the idea and the concept of air over time. We'll get into talking about humidity and other areas of, of concern that we can address. But as a member, you are the mission. And so until next time, we'll see you on the other side. Awesome content right there as always. Now be sure to share this on Facebook. And if you're not a member, I want you to click the button below to get a 30 day free trial, which will give you access to all of our amazing content. Well, that's it for this week. We'll see you next time. And until then, my friends, bye-bye for now.